0: Hello everyone, I'm Andrew Epler and welcome to Season 1 of Yoga for Everyone, a podcast about the evolution of modern yoga. In Season 1, I'm here with Bryce Delbridge at Ashtanga Yoga Studio in Norman, Oklahoma, where we are talking through some of the basic challenges that new students face in today's yoga climate and how the face of modern yoga has changed in recent times. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to our podcast. Here we are again. We're going to talk about yoga for all ages and levels of fitness. So it's, it's my personal belief that yoga can actually accommodate all ages and levels of fitness. No will, way.
1: Yoga is just for the fit young people.
0: <laughs> no. What do you mean? <laughs> what? Are you making fun of me because I'm old?
1: <laughs> I, I, no, I know I'm old, good. but, just, but, but yeah. like, I
0: can still touch my toes
1: no yoga is great even as as, especially as we get older yoga just gets better and better and better is what I'm finding and I totally agree yoga should be for everybody but there is a very common misconception especially in our society here in the United States that yoga is only for fit young people
0: well listen up whippersnapper (laughs) you might be able to put your foot behind your head but your mind is a mess (laughs) Um. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, Yoga is one of the few physical disciplines that can really do that. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, I I think that's arguable. And and you can point out a lot of good elements in other kinds of of physical exercise. But yoga, being as diverse as it is, uh, has great capacity so I think the first thing, it starts with the attitude of how it's being taught mm-hmm. and um, whether we're aiming at a specific kind of, of aesthetic appearance in our students mm-hmm. or whether we're really kind of concerned about their experience as mm-hmm. an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, if we idolize fitness... And, and physical ability and say that this equals success in yoga. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that person. My God, that's such an amazing pose. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's an advanced yogi. Well, okay, but we kind of become shallow and vain. Yeah. And then what happens when you do all those beautiful poses and you just, uh, I don't know, get a little older and have an accident or something?
1: Yeah. And then, then where's you all your practice. yoga? Right. Right. It all just depends on that physical practice just to stay mentally sane. That's not sustainable.
0: No. Unfortunately, no matter how much yoga you do, you're going to die anyway. Uh Sorry, it's true. (laughs) So um, on the other hand... If uh, if we just sort of poo poo all that and say, well, th- that's just for young people and uh, they they don't know anything. That's not real yoga. That's just egotistical young people do, uh-huh. doing fancy tricks with their bodies. And you know, us real yogis, we we just sit and meditate uh-huh. and uh, we'll yoga, argue right? about philosophy.
1: Uh-huh. None of that bodily stuff. That just increases attachment to the body. Yeah, attachment.
0: Yeah. There's lots uh-huh. of
1: attachment in all that Instagram uh-huh. stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and there is. (laughs) Of course there is.
1: But without any physical practice, we just get old, sick, fat, and lazy, and we get all kinds of other health conditions. Well,
0: I noticed that the people who really make fun of asana practice the most usually are kind of old, (laughs) sick, fat, and lazy. (laughs) Totally. Um, You know, not to point fingers, but uh, it is sort of two camps. There Uh there are these meditation people who really think that, that asana is just for egotistical youngsters uh-huh. and, and that the real thing is meditation uh-huh. and I, you know there's an element of truth to that i i do believe that yoga culminates in meditation absolutely totally but agree. if you had good blood pressure and control of your bodily functions i think you could meditate a lot better that's absolutely. my experience anyway me
1: too yeah so, so where's the balance between these two camps one camp is young and superficial and just totally focused on the body and the other group is old and fat and lazy and just ones to sit and close their eyes. How can we balance those two extremes? Well, well my idea
0: is to try to create a yoga community mm-hmm. that that can accommodate everybody mm-hmm. and, and that has a, a, a sort of underlying respect for everyone, whether mm-hmm. they're young or old. Mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to talk about was social media. It's a phenomenon and, and you, you can say it's good or it's bad or, but, but it doesn't matter. It will just roll right over you. It is <laughs> it's like saying the internet is good or bad or well, it tells you it's all of those things. But it, in terms of how the public at large has learned about yoga, that it even exists, mm-hmm. I think we have social media to think. Yeah. Um, you know, all those beautiful people posting their beautiful pictures, Yeah, they're the ones that got us all yeah.
1: interested in yoga. Yeah, it's brought a whole lot of awareness to the whole culture and the whole global culture. It's like more aware of what yoga actually is.
0: So since we kind of have that to think, let's not bite the hand that's fed us. Of course. Because um, I, I think there's, they say a picture is worth a thousand words and, and the, the thing that human beings are most interested in The thing that the entire entertainment industry is based on is other people Mm -hmm. what do we watch when we see a movie it's other people doing Mm -hmm. their life and it's always somehow stimulating and interesting so so people seeing pictures of yoga all over the world has created this global phenomena that we have Mm -hmm. now with millions and millions of people all over the world practicing yoga Mm -hmm. um so Bryce from now on for every day Every day you've got to post a more Advanced yoga picture (laughs) Each day and and Now if it happens to hurt you That's just part of the Yoga life right
1: I'm going to be breaking my nose a whole lot more
0: (laughs) That's no problem For me like it's okay As long as those pictures are really good
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is one of the dark sides to social media, is this pressure to constantly make it bigger, more advanced, more pretty, more followers, more likes, more everything. And and at what point is it like not sustainable anymore?
0: Yeah, it is. It has its really superficial side. Yeah. But humanity is superficial. Of course. It's fine. It's a reflection of the time and the culture and and who we are. So let's embrace our superficiality and just get on with learning about yoga, (laughs) which leads us away from superficiality, (laughs) I believe. I think that yoga can really, um, it can help anybody in any stage of their life. Mm -hmm. And, um, one thing I, I wanted to to kind of get into is, okay, because we have millions of people all over the world. Mm-hmm. No one has said a billion people are practicing yoga yet, that I'm aware of, but definitely millions. Mm-hmm. And um, they all, we all have the same problem. It's too hard, and we can't do it, and it hurts us if we do it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we're all using whatever we know about physical culture about exercise about body work uh, about the body in general to to attempt to do yoga postures and practice yoga exercises mm-hmm. and at the same time we have the internet and we're communicating with each other and we're we are posting these pictures some fancy ones some simple ones mm-hmm. we're talking about our experiences with it mm-hmm. and this is in my view is creating a kind of global fusion of all kinds of different physical cultures Mm -hmm. in the context of yoga Yoga. practice or yogasana practice Mm -hmm. i think yogasana means the postures of yoga Mm -hmm. you know instagram pictures have very little to do with meditative practices Mm -hmm. we we can say mostly So Bryce, you are a thousand hour certified yoga therapist and, and I know from attending your workshops and you've taught me so much about all kinds of different stuff that I, I know that you study all different kinds of techniques and modalities and disciplines. And and what do you think about global fusion?
1: Well, I think global fusion is really a beautiful thing. And it's using the context of yoga, the context of a healing modality and pulling from as many different directions as we can to relieve pain and suffering so that it's a little bit easier to slip into a state of yoga, an emotional, psychological state of yoga. And I don't have any conflict with practicing something that's not like the rigid Ashtanga Vinyasa series. If it's healing for the body, then to me it's it's leading towards yoga, whether that's going to be like somatics or... Eastern European dance techniques or uh, myofascial release, <clears throat> There, there's something uh, that we can... If if I can draw something that is helpful for me, then I'm going to find a way to integrate it into my daily practice. And it's going to become a, a yoga technique to me. And then that's something that I'm going to start sharing. Is If it's certainly helped me, then I'm going to to apply it to my own practice. And to me, then it all of a sudden becomes yoga even though it's not some classical sort of posture it's probably going to make all the other postures even better and to me i think global fusion is really what's going to sustain the this sort of like bubble this sort of boom of yoga that's like taking over the whole world if yoga asana is going to be sustainable people are going to have to find ways of dealing with their injuries from doing too much of it or doing with it with improper alignment and global fusion is really what's going to help sustain and actually yoke or sort of unify the whole healing industry. Um,
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's, it, it's an interesting phenomenon. I mean, we can say it's good or it's bad, and I you know like there's that stricter stronger sort of view of no, no. Stick to the sequence. Don't screw around. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know. You you don't even understand this thing and you start tampering with it and, you you know, bad stuff can happen. And there is it. There's an element of truth.
1: It has its place. So. But too much of that. And doing too much of the same thing day in day out for decades can lead to repetitive use injuries.
0: There's a whole crop of aging yogis that are almost just pissed off at Ashtanga yeah. because they feel like it, it, you know, it injured them permanently. Yeah, right. And and um, I would like to admit, or or I would like to point out that. We're the ones doing this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Nobody makes you. I suppose mm-hmm. in some <laughs> <laughs> class situations <laughs> they kind of do, but uh, you're the one that drove there, or mm-hmm. walked there, or went through the door. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to have that experience, don't walk through that door. Mm-hmm. You could have stayed at home and laid around and stretched and done what you uh, needed to do that day. Yeah. So, for me personally, I I kind of find my teaching and my practice evolving into three distinct categories. Mm-hmm. There's yoga therapy, mm-hmm. which for me means exactly what my body needs. Uh, mm-hmm. ju- just very candidly looking at my my situation, the sensations in my body, and using whatever means I have at my disposal. So if that's uh, rolling around on a lacrosse ball or using somatic movements or stretching very particular muscles and holding postures for a long time, I see all that as yoga therapy. Yeah. <clears throat> and then there's yogasana, mm-hmm. which I, I sort of think of like a, a, a ballerina who's performing the nutcracker she doesn't stop and warm up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it has principles, it has structure, mm-hmm. it has rhythm, it has flow. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, a good yoga practice uh, that it, it's like that I, mm-hmm. because I'm trained in Ashtanga and, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I learned all those sequences before I was ever even exposed to anything else. Mm-hmm. So I love that concentrated rhythm yeah. and, and, Nothing so, like it. you know, I've tried all different formats and, and, you know, having the rhythm going on, and then sort of stopping to get very cerebral and talk about this muscle or that muscle or or some, some very uh,
1: breaks uh, the concentration. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, so I try to get my body as prepared and stable mm-hmm. and open as I can, and activate mm-hmm. the weak muscles as best I can, mm-hmm. and then I like to go for it. Yeah, and and, and don't don't stop, don't screw around, don't 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 intellectualize. But really, get into a state of concentration and and a meditative breathing rhythm that that takes me to beautiful places, and then the last segue or the last category is concentration, mm-hmm. and I and I think that's one of the beautiful things that yoga has to offer that most other physical disciplines don't necessarily have to offer, mm-hmm. is that that beautiful physical. Experience that we have, which actually every athlete has. All athletes yeah, have extraordinary same. perceptions and experiences to in mm-hmm. their discipline. And, and a lot of times right beyond your normal range of ability, as you push a little further, your legs start to run by themselves, you, you, you get into the zone, mm-hmm. people get into these high places that they remember for their whole life. Mm-hmm. But yoga has a place to take that, and and a set of disciplines that are aimed at continuing that experience, enhancing that experience, it gives you something to do with that. Mm -hmm. So concentration, roughly speaking, which for me would mean pranayama, mudra, bandha, all, all the meditative preparations as well as meditation itself.
1: Absolutely, and combining those elements can be done in a way that includes everybody, all ages, all health conditions. Um, I think it is possible to do that.
0: And you, you know, because I, you know, my stronger background, and yours too, you know, um, that, that's that's all we knew forever, yeah. you know, for years, and and so for me now, the those sequences, I still teach them all mm-hmm. the time, and and there's something like the scales that a classically trained musician might need to learn before they get very far into their training. Mm -hmm. It gives repetitive muscle memory and great foundational skill that you can't really get around. It's the difference like between a classically trained pianist and somebody who's just kind of fooling around playing, Mm -hmm. playing any song they can make up. Mm -hmm. So Yoga is a very broad body of disciplines with a lot of versatility and different modalities. And I firmly think that people of all ages and levels of fitness can benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you have young people and old people in the same room doing the same thing, supporting each other, you know, those, those, young people can do great postures, but they don't necessarily know about life Yeah, and like, what does it feel like when you get a divorce or, or mm-hmm. w- when you have a big crisis mm-hmm. and, and elderly people or older people like me, you know, like we, we've seen some stuff mm-hmm. and um, having a community where, People can support one another in yeah. betterment of that's themselves priceless. and communicate and trust each other enough to kind of share a bit when it feels appropriate. It, it's a really beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, that like level of vulnerability that we create in a sense of community, um, that's like the yoga of community. And that is actually something that um, moves away from the superficial or rather like deepens beyond the superficial and that's something that i think can actually be done with social media as well is just being vulnerable and sharing the depth of experience rather than just focusing completely on this physical postural practice but actually utilizing the experiences that we've gone through utilizing the crises we've gone through utilizing the loss that we've gone through and actually sharing that uh, with our community whether that's our local yoga studio or this broad following that we have throughout the world, that's what's gonna help to create some more union in our world. I'm just
0: gonna talk about the darkest, most horrible parts <laughs> of my life right on Facebook. I just kind of tell the world how yeah, hurt so I am. And no. <laughs> that's for sure
1: the you know, the that's darker the side of things, the darker side of being vulnerable. But I think we can share what we've learned and actually what we've gotten out of it and what we've realized through these darker moments rather than just like sharing the darkness, but rather share what we've learned and how we've grown through those darker experiences.
0: Thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of yoga for everyone. If you found our conversation meaningful, we would love for you to consider subscribing, sharing this episode with a friend or writing a review of our podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts to share, you're welcome to shoot us an email through our website, ashtangayogastudio.com. Thanks again for listening.